What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, and this week I have my daughter as a special guest. Say hello, Evie. Hello. Okay, Evie, so what do you want to talk about this week? Mario. Okay, but first we'll talk about the new Pokemon. What is your favourite Pokemon, Evie? Pikachu. Okay, I know you really love Pikachu, so if you were to give the new Pokemon games a rating out of 10, what would you give them? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. A 10 out of 10? Wow, that's really awesome. Nintendo must be doing something right. Yeah. Okay, Evie, it's been fun having you on, but I think it's time to get someone who has a broader vocabulary on. Say bye. Bye, bye. Okay. It's time to make a call. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The House of Mario, episode 72. We're the Nintendo podcast, a part of the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host, Bryce DeWitt. And joining me today is special guest Dylan Blight from the Explosion Network. Yeah, I tripped that up there. You got and him. And uh, previous guest on the guest on the House of Mario. It's always being. It's always good to return to the House of Mario. Glad to oh. be here. And, and with you, because every other time I've been on the show, <laughs> it's replacing you. So we'll see. I'm usually the one that's not here because mm. I'm usually the one that's like, shit. I got to do this. I'm not going to have the time, or because. Uh, you know, Drew's got all the like. He he had the basis of our studio for a long time, so uh, all I really have now here to compensate is uh, the AT twenty twenty that we got from uh, Audio Technica. Thank you very much, Audio Technica. Um, and I mean that's what I'm using now. So, uh, so information on Drew. Drew is actually very very busy this week, which leaves me in charge of the House of Mario this week. So you get to uh, listen to my beautiful and uh, very shoddy hosting. Um, he's uh, busy with farm work, but he will return next week for another episode. So, Dylan, what yeah. have you been playing, my friend? Pokemon. 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 It's a little indie game that you may have heard of. <laughs> very small release. From the other week, the Pokemon the Pokemon fever at the moment's huge though, isn't it? Really? Oh, it is. Um, to yeah, I, I feel like it's sold more Switches than any other game that has been released for the Switch so far. You know what? I probably wouldn't argue that point, especially because of Go. Yeah, I think when people tagline it and they're like, "Oh, hey, look, it's got something to do with Pokemon Go," they're immediately like, "I have to get that," right? Yeah, well, I um, one of my friends has played Go. Not he has not stopped playing Go since it released. Like I, I dropped off for a year or half, whatever. I jumped back on that Saturday when Let's Go was announced. I was like, cool, I'll jump back into Go, see how it's going. And I've not put it down since because I've actually made the game good now. That's a whole different thing. But he's been playing it nonstop. He has never taken a week off from playing that game. And Jesus. I was messaging him early in the week, and he's asking me, you know, how's Let's Go? Uh, how do you get the exclusive, uh, you know, the Pokemon Meltan into the game? All these, he's asking me all these questions. He's like, is it like, how much does it compare to the uh, red, blue, yellow? You know, he's asking me all these questions. He's like, fuck. The more we talk about it, every time I sent back a text, he's like, he'd sound more and more keen to the point where at the end he's just like, the more we talk about it, the more I just want, want to get it. I'm like, well, why don't you just get it? Then he's like, money. But he's like, my brother's thinking about get it. And his brother, exactly like him, has not stopped playing Go. Had no interest in Switch. But 
uh, I was scrolling, I was scrolling through my local JB Hi-Fi the other day, and I see his brother in there talking to one of the people, and I hear the word switch. So I like message my friend. I'm like, I think your brother's in here buying a switch. And he, he replied to me like <laughs> ten minutes later. He must have messaged me. He's like, he is lol. I'm like, oh dear. Yeah. So this game has definitely got from from my perspective, just knowing those couple uh, of people who have played Go like maniacs. This is the game that's like, yeah, I need this now. I need this because there's Go and Pokemon and all these sorts of other things because my friend wants Smash, but I don't think he would like pull the plug for Smash only, whereas right, maybe yeah. Smash plus Pokemon is the, the the reason to pick it up. I mean, it's a real killer at the end of this year when you think about it. It's just like, it, it's, it's two games begging for your wallet. Yep, pretty and, much. I mean, it, it's working for a lot of people too. Even, uh, even Jack Cruz picked one up uh, this week as well. Uh, I've noticed that you're really friggin' lucky with Pokemon Go, mind you. I oh. saw that shiny Eevee today. I well, at the same time, I've got zero shinies in Let's Go, and I've I finished up the Elite Four today at twenty five hours, um, and I got I've got zero shinies in Let's Go. So that's listen. I, I'm in the same boat. So yeah, but, <laughs> except I mean, I've also got no shinies in <laughs> in uh, Pokemon Go. So I'm I'm the uh, ultimate pleb here. Meanwhile, I see Drew just being like, yeah, I got this shiny... What was it the other day? <laughs> Fucking shiny Lapras or some shit? I was like, oh, come on now. What are you doing? He's got five or six now. It's crazy. It's too much luck. It's, not, it's too much. Do you... He, uh, do you how, what's your go... Uh, what's your go story? Do you, My go story? My go story was... Uh, I played the game for six months, put it down, and I reopen it occasionally to do a thing. Yeah. That's... Probably most people, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've probably played it for the first time for about six months before dropping off until earlier this year because there was nothing to do, really. That's, I no. got bored. The, but these days, I, 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 I will talk the game up a lot because I think they there's there's a lot of things they could do and I still want added to the game and there's a lot of things that should have been added by now as far as I'm concerned. Like, they're bringing in PvP sometime in the future. They've already announced that's coming soon. So, But it's, it's one of those things that's just why hasn't that been in the game already two years later or whatever it is. So that's really late. But at the same time, the game is where they add events, community days monthly, these other random events, all these. Like there's so much more to do than when – if you started playing now, you would have no idea how – dry it was when it first came out and there wasn't even raids or anything but i mean you have this conversation and it just sounds like basically any other mmo it's like yeah there was nothing to do at start <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah uh no i just i think my my main issue with pokemon go is they made a bunch of changes that i really wasn't happy with to begin with like when the game launched it was stellar and it made me buy a new phone because uh samsung galaxy s4 which i had at the time has awful GPS tracking. Oh, really? It's like one of the worst phones I've ever had for GPS tracking, and I've owned $50 phones that do it better. <laughs> it's really stupid. But um, I just... Uh, I, I worked with it for six months because I love the game so much. Uh, I bought an uh, iPhone SE, I think it was, like uh, maybe about four months into that. And then they uh, added in something in Pokemon Go that just made me mad enough to quit. I can't remember exactly what it was. Though. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> oh, it was just, it was such a, it was like a massive major change that just made me go, nah, fuck this. I, I, I really can't remember because it's been so long. Um, I mean, again, I open it now to have a look in, into it. 
Uh, I have massive issues with the Pokeball Plus. I can't get that thing to connect to my phone. Like yeah. it says, hey, I was you listening to it. last week's episode and... <laughs> at, so I was listening to last week's episode as I was walking around town solely just walking around just playing Pokemon Go with my Pokeball Plus in my pocket just spinning my Pokestops at, uh, Poke Centers as I'm going around places and I'm listening to the podcast and you're just like I can't get this fucking thing to work and I'm just like waltzing the <laughs> wrong like well that's funny because uh, I'm having a great old time over here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably find a way to get it to work at the moment, but I, I suppose um, so, like a lot of people haven't come up with all these tech- technical issues that I have at the moment. It might just be a me thing, uh, but I've tried disconnecting the thing, repairing it, trying to, uh, you know, get it back on or with, uh, I've got my phone Bluetooth to my car, so I got rid of that and then I got rid of every other Bluetooth device I may have possibly gotten and just reconnected that solely and it didn't work and like i can't get it to work so i've put it down for now and i'm not going to touch it until i find a solution online or something like that where people were just like oh yeah it's uh just this thing you've got to disable because i bet you that's what it's going to come down to yeah it's so weird though it should just work it's just it's bluetooth you sync it it goes it's I don't know what the problem could be. The one time I've had, had problems, it was just my fault. I was trying, I was clicking the button in Pokemon Go and I was pressing the, the button on... Because you got to press the button on the Go and then click the button in the app, like the yep. Pokeball symbol, and it's like searching, blah, 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 and they pair. Very simple. The one time I was having issues, I'm like, you motherfucker, why isn't this working? Oh, Bluetooth isn't on. Yep. Okay. Never mind. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably it. My bad, everyone. Don't worry. Ah, uh, well. Uh, Pokemon Fever's really killed us all, I think, for the last couple of weeks and... I, I can't say uh, that's a bad thing. I think uh, Let's Go has been a good experience for everyone just to get back into simple Pokemon mechanics instead of uh, learning everything about EV and IV training. Like yeah. serious Pokemon mechanics that have come out in the last, like, oh, what, decade now? But, well, uh, it's between Go and Let's Go, for someone who dropped off the franchise, it's got me back in. So that's, yep. the, that's the other thing. Because I dived off because I kind of got sick of the, the the yearly or, you know, just the continuous. I was like, I've, I've done it. I, I know this new Pokemon, but I, I just don't have it. Plus, I think it was around the time, like, I started getting more hours at work and whatever else. It's like, do I have time to, again, put 100 hours into another Pokemon game type, type thing? It's just like, I can't. So I, I, fell, I fell back off and Go got me back into Pokemon in general as a franchise and now this is the first pokemon game not core but whatever i've picked up in some time so i mean it's working it's, nintendo's ticking all the boxes and you can look at the sales numbers so yeah for sure well i, I mean I, i'm glad you're back into pokemon because uh, more people to talk to pokemon about is always a great thing yeah uh, still speaking keep- of sales i was about to say the only other thing i of interest was i continue watching the anime and stuff but just not play the games, because I'd be yep. like, so that's how I kind of kept up with who the uh, the current Pokemon are without actually playing the games. It's like the anime will cover my bases; it's fine. See, I really like the Sun and Moon anime, but Drew doesn't. I don't get it. Like, I think I think the Sun and Moon anime is just a just a goofy rendition, and I really like it, especially because like yeah. uh, X and Y was super serious. Uh, I haven't watched that. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember all, yeah all of it, but I don't think I was the biggest fan from memory yeah but i think i but at the same time i I remember what was the ones they put out last year that everyone was the you know the remake of the first one where like it had random uh 
couple years back, wouldn't it? Was it? Yeah, something like that. I remember everyone Origins. not liking that. Origins, yeah, people were talking crap on that, I think. But I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of like this. It's just comfort yeah. food, I guess. But that's the same as playing Let's Go at the moment. It's like, I know this. It's, it's Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's something you can call back to and be like, hey, look, I know these things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of uh, sales, I wanted to bring up something that sort of uh, come up earlier today. Uh, Matt Piscatella, an analyst for American market research company NDP Group, has shared data showing that the top selling exclusives since 1995 have been Nintendo games. It's interesting. I, yeah. You wouldn't call it. If, mm-hmm. you, if you asked me without the proof, I would say, no way, I don't believe it. But Well, here's the thing. Here's where the Wii has a lot of impact too, because the uh, from 10 to 1, it's Wii Sports Resort, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, Nintendo 64, Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart DS, uh, Nintendo DS New Super Mario Brothers, Wii New Super Mario Brothers, Wii Fit Plus, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Play, and Wii Fit. That's seven out of uh, the ten games. It's a lot on of Wii. It's all it's on Wii, and then there's one Nintendo 64 game and two DS games. I'm surprised that six, that uh, out of all of them, I think the 64 one actually stands out the most. I know, I know as much as everyone loves I mean, yeah. that game, but when you think about it, like the gaming isn't as big as gaming isn't as big then as it is now. You know, like the, yeah, you would think yeah. there wasn't enough consoles around to sell that many titles, unless there's, I don't know, are they counting virtual? Was it on virtual consoles? That's, uh, that's I, where think, it gets. I think so, but um, I'm not sure whether that. Counts? Oh no! It would have to be because the thing—the thing with Super Mario sixty four—is it's still played like religiously nowadays by people that speed run it and stuff. And it's like, you know, you've you've got people that are constantly speed speed running that on multiple consoles mm. all the time. But not buying it still is the the thing, well, you know. I mean, there are. I mean, when you look into speed running categories, everybody like you could emulate it, but emulation is treated as a completely separate category because it has mm-hmm. like slightly different framing load times and stuff. Like, it's, it's really odd how it works. Wii Fit, though. <laughs> you know what? I think I think Wii Fit... I think Wii Fit... The reason Wii Fit is up there so much is because uh, when you were talking about sort of... When you're talking about uh, getting fit and all that stuff, it was just like, hey, look, here's the Wii. We play Wii Sports on it. We'll have a great time. And then they're just like, oh, I can have fun with this little balance board, right? Mm-hmm. So people just get in there, they just think it's like another Wii Sports title sort of thing. But I can tell you that I got I got the Wii Fit because my mother bought it. Mm. And like the Wii was mine. So if if that says anything, it was a two hundred dollar piece of hardware she never used. She used it maybe three times. I um yeah, I don't know anyone who had it and I never got one myself. So but yeah, so I don't really know how hardcore of a weight did it actually work or was it actually good? Could you you know, I don't really know if like if you spoke to when it was out could you speak to some health expert and then be like you know for you for you what's really good is we fit you should pick that up as something to do at home you should be playing those games i I actually think it's just like a gateway of like hey this is like a way i can uh i can get fit and have fun but realistically like the games were fun but they weren't engaging enough Mm. at least for me to play for like 60 hours yeah, or something like that. Because I've been <laughs> we fit. I've been playing Beat Saber on my my PSVR, and that thing will get you, I give you a 
freaking workout, but it doesn't have the horrible title of Beat Saber Fit, and you're like, oh, I exercise. <laughs> Jesus, no, I don't want to do that. That's it's a, that's a gateway drug. It's a, it's a techno rave experience where you have lightsabers and you slash things, and it's also a bit of a workout, but we won't mention that part. That's how we, that's how we get away with it. I mean, I, I want that game so bad, I won't lie to you. <laughs> Like I've boycotted the shit out of my PlayStation because of some some specific reasons that people don't need they to hear about it. for the fiftieth time. I know they fixed it, but I'm I'm talking I'm talking with my wallet, I'm talking <laughs> with my wallet until until they're one hundred percent on board because at the moment there's still some sort of discrepancies there. Until they're one hundred percent on board, I won't buy it. But I'm fucking jealous because I I do want PSVR just for that, literally just for that. It's it's I mean it's a horrible game you don't want it I'll just, yeah it's, what am I saying don't want anything the don't, number don't num- try to like deconvince me here. that game looks <laughs> sick as hell it is sick Jesus. as hell what am I saying <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the other one here because you got we play at number two if you switched one and two I would like I would kind of just nod and go yeah that makes sense like if if yeah. we play was number one I would because I look at we fit and I'm like really but if we play was up up there number one instead I'd be like yeah. Uh, that does make sense. It was the, you know, bundle and all that sorts of stuff. So Yeah, it was like ten dollars on top of a Wii Remote cost for the bundle. Like yeah. it was it was basically a fruit well, not a ten dollar game, right? Like it was really basic, but it's it's important to like notice here that in in this whole thing it's discluded like uh the console bundle titles like Wii Sports. It's got Wii Sports Resort in there, which was a paid title, but um Wii Sports uh that I mean, Wii Sports shattered records in its own right because it was actually sold with the damn console. Yeah, everyone had it. If you had a Wii, you had that game. There was no... Oh, yeah, there was no discrepancy unless, like, I don't know, your little brother come in and snap the disc because you beat his <laughs> bowling score or something. Yeah. Well, and also the Wii was the easiest console to get and everyone had it somehow. Like, my parents got one for buying a TV and that guess what? That, that Wii came with... Wii Sports because of course it did it was still just the it was still just the the same bundle and I knew someone else who brought like some random ass shit like a laundry machine or something he's like yeah we got a free Wii with it and I'm like what how's it what? okay yeah okay makes sense like, oh, what, do, what do I do with this you just chuck it in the tumble dryer yeah. <laughs> it's most unconnected at least with the TV it's like yeah this does hook up to the TV that, that does make sense but with the laundry machine or microwave or whatever it was I was like I don't think about have you connected. never played Wii Sports on a tumble dryer before? No, well, I've I missed casual. out. I, I just played it in front of my TV like a yeah, some kind of noob or something. I was, I was doing it all wrong. I realize <laughs> now why it was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it 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 still blows my mind to this day how much how much the Wii actually sold uh, simply because of its like the the discrepancy between like how basic the hardware of the Wii is. And then the cost it was in Australia, I think it was like, what, $400 at launch or something. It was really yeah. expensive. I don't know how people bought into it. But then again, like you, you think of games like Wii Sports and somehow Wii Fit and people just like lapped it up. It was also very easy to hack. And it was, it, I'll admit, it's oh, a, it, was the last, it, it was the last console that I did anything naughty with, which, and I knew basically, I knew everyone else I knew did the same sort of thing. And it was... You could buy the console and then because you just knew you could go rent games, which is what I did because I was naughty, and you know, you'd you'd have you'd have them. <laughs> is the, is when the, when game rental was a thing too? Like rest in peace, game rental. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, 
I used to be able to just walk ten minutes up the up the road to a um, video easy rental store, but rip. Uh, rest in peace. So uh, another big topic for this week is actually Zelda news. Uh, this is Zelda's blown up this week, and it's I, I thought like just the twentieth anniversary of uh, Ocarina of Time alone was enough, but uh, we got a couple of things like officially and unofficially. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to bring up is that Breath of the Wild will never be placed in the timeline, which was uh, stated by Al Numa. He said, uh, with this game, we just uh, we saw just how many players were playing in their own way uh, and had those reactions. I just mentioned we realized that people were enjoying imagining a story that emerged from fragmental imagery that we were providing. If we defined a restricted timeline, there would be a definitive story and it would illuminate the room for imagination, which wouldn't be as fun. So, just taking into context, how much Breath of the Wild have you played? Uh, I never finished it somewhere between 15 and 20 hours. The only reason I didn't finish it because is because something else came out and I got my Switch really late in the year and I picked it up and it was like holiday season and there was a lot of games. Maybe yeah, get back which, to it one day. Which but. is fair. I yeah. like. I can understand that. I can understand people's obvious obvious criticisms of uh, Breath of the Wild as well, because sometimes it can it can be an unengaging game if you're not like really drawn into it. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't like. I agree with that comment. I don't think it's a huge negative, but at the same time, it is kind of that thing of. Um, I haven't played Red Dead, for example, but I hear a lot of people talking about how. It's a lot of people don't like the game because there's a lot of meandering, long rides on your horse and whatever. But the people that mm-hmm. love that game love that about it. And Breath of the Wild is... I was getting lost so much. I'm like, what the... Where am I going? What am I doing? <laughs> and obviously in normal Zelda games, you may get lost because you, to a degree, but not so much of the huge open world. Where am, what am I even doing? I, just, I spent five minutes climbing up this cliff. What for? What have I done here? I don't know. Let's just jump <laughs> off and glide. That's fun. That seems like a fun time. So it's just... <laughs> If you don't like that sort of thing, I guess, yeah, it would be a big negative criticism. But at the same time, I feel like it's one of those things that is a plus if it if, if that's what you actually like about it. Well, I mean, it's a massive departure from uh, Zelda formula in general, which like which went from Breath of the Wild style all the way into just like story based content pretty much all the way through. That's what Zelda became. And like that's why people were so vigorously trying to find a timeline for this thing. But the only thing I can really come to, and I think that a lot of people think this as well, is that it sort of converges the three timelines that were made by Ocarina of Time and puts them into one. Because if you look around the world of Breath of the Wild, there's things from all three timelines, like places, things, etc. You've got like the uh, Desert Colossus from Twilight Princess. You've got uh, Pinnacle Rock, like just locations that are spread all around the different timelines and stuff like that. I just don't think that... Um, I think Al Numa is right in saying that he shouldn't place it in the timeline to a degree, but at the same time, if he was going to place it into a timeline, I think people would be disappointed because that's what it would come to. It wouldn't be like, oh, it's an offshoot of Ocarina of Time where the hero dies and then it goes down the path a little bit and goes to... Uh, oh god I don't know like the adventure of Link and where Link accidentally shot Ganon <laughs> in the toe with his fire staff which caused an earthquake like th- there's no point delving that far into it I just think like Breath of the Wild is such a simplistic uh, it, it's a very simplistic story wise that there really isn't much point yeah like dumping that much information into it 
How how do you feel about the whole Zelda timeline anyway? Because I remember when the whatever the books the book is called um, when that came oh, out. Yeah, yeah, when that came out and they put the the timeline like canon timeline in that for the first time, everyone was losing their shit. I went on Reddit where people had scanned in the pages ahead of when I think they leaked as well or something like that. I remember seeing him on Reddit, Reddit and just being like, okay, like, it, it, <laughs> up up until that point, my my idea of Zelda was. There's just the same character, you know. I didn't need a canon. I did. I personally no. didn't care, yeah. and it hasn't affected my opinion of any of the games that I had played or any of the ones I will play in the future. Knowing that there is some sort of possible canon running in the background, which is really weird because I'm hardcore Star Wars fan who loves like knowing where everything fits in the canon and you know p- putting all those pieces together. But for for Zelda, I was just like, it's Zelda. It's just it's based, It's the same story every game, basically, but <laughs> but in a different place, different characters, sort of thing. I, I don't need a canon. Do you, do you do you like it or? Okay, like uh, my thing with Ocarina of Time is that game is my favorite game of all time, and it's also the most important Zelda game in terms of timeline theory. Mm-hmm. So I can see I can see to a degree where people be like, "Hey, look, depending on what happens." with Link in this game, it splits into different ones and you get like a different story depending on each one. And I think that's cool, but it creates so much segregation in the community as well. Like ever since that timeline uh, come out, people are just like, oh, this is the best timeline or this is the best timeline or this is the worst timeline. Or And it's, it's brought a lot of stigma around Ocarina of Time too because uh, around the time Hyrule Historia come out, yep. uh, people just started hating Ocarina of Time because it made so much complications. Like, in terms of story. And then that's where, like, the upsurge of Majora's Mask came. And people were like, Majora's Mask is a far superior game to Ocarina of Time. Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's so much more story just packed into that one game. Um, I think... I don't I don't hate the timeline. I get angry at the timeline because it causes such a divide in the community. And it gets people yelling at each other and saying, You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Like, it... It's Zelda. It shouldn't be a theory, right? Yep. It's it's as simple as, hey, Link goes on an adventure to save a princess. These are the methods that you do it by. Um, and yep. I mean, even Breath of the Wild does that, but Breath of the Wild does it in a way where it's like, hey, you could go and save the princess in a chicken suit for all I care. You've done it. Yeah. And right. you could do it in five hours or 200 yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's what I appreciate about Breath of the Wild is you you take it at whatever speed that you wish. There's not really any gating. Uh, the only the only thing I could really consider gating is like when you get I don't know to Death Mountain, you need fireproof potions, otherwise you die immediate immediately after stepping on the soil because you burn to death. Like, um, that's probably the only time I've ever seen gating in Breath of the Wild where it actually stops your forward progress if you want to go that way. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, like... It's it's just a game about having having fun with the world around you and being like... It, it did say in there, it said, um, we realized that people were enjoying imagining the story that emerged from the fragmental imagery. Um you have like cutscenes in the game where you see what happened to Link in the past, uh, which is like past storytelling. And then they leave that there and then let you develop what Link is in that time and place. Yeah. Well, it's, so, it's, 
It's the for only... For care, you could have, like... For all you care, you could have stabbed a Hinox in the gut and its entrails formed a river of blood which became the next portal to... Portal that Ganon comes out of. Like, <laughs> it didn't really matter. Yeah. Right? So it's only Zelda game where you can talk to someone and basically have completely different experiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because you don't really get that from, like, a typical Zelda title anymore. It's all like, oh, do you remember that time that Ganon died? Oh, boy, I remember that time when Ganon died. Although they... When I'm thinking about it, them experimenting with player freedom freedom of choice in Breath of the Wild, they kind of kicked it off with uh, Link to the Past. Uh, No, fuck, I always get... What was the three... Is it... No. Link... What was it? The 3DS one? Uh, Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds. I always... Yep. Because why would you call it Link to something yet? Link between us. But you, you could do the um, the dungeons in whatever order you wanted. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, that's not full player choice, obviously. You still have to do all the dungeons before you can fight, you know. So you get, you get, you're get you getting from A to B, or A to E in some sort of order, but you can do a little bit of a different order. But whenever I talk to people about playing that game when it was out, you know, I would be saying, oh, I did this dungeon first, and I'd be saying I did this dungeon first, which was different to me sometimes. And even then I remember thinking, well, this is a bit weird because usually it's like everyone's on the same set path of how you play the game. There's no, it's just, yeah, you go here, go do this dungeon, got to get yeah. this item, got to get the boomerang, got to get the slingshot, got to get the, you know, whatever you, you need to be in, got to get the flippers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you have to get the medallions and all that shit just so you can progress and finish the story. Yeah. Whereas Breath of the Wild's like, hey, you picked up a stick and now you can go fight Ganon. Yep. Like, <laughs> uh, in in saying that though, I absolutely love that game and the choice that it gave you in terms of how you did your dungeons and stuff like that. Uh, I think it was like a absolutely brilliant uh, follow up to Link to the Past. Link to the Past is like a game that everybody holds super high, but I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty good. But my first know, Zelda I, game, it's probably not sorry. my, it's probably not my favorite Zelda, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. That, that was my first one. So I, I hire it high in, uh, high in regard simply because it was my first one. But then I, I can't remember if I ever talked about this in a previous episode of Housemarie. I love the Game Boy, like top down Zelda games. And I Awakening pref- DX. All, all, all those sorts of ones, even through to the 3DS, Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass. I like both those games i prefer my zelda games like that to the 3d zelda games because i I played all those before because i had a game boy growing up i never had a nintendo 64 so i i that's how i knew zelda for for many many years before i got to play ocarina which was through uh emulator for the first time so my idea of zelda was this and then i got introduced to ocarina and i was like this isn't zelda and I didn't like Ocarina when I when I the first time I tried to play it because it was just so different to what I was used to. And I think it stands out because my favorite Zelda game, everyone, is the Minish Cap. Minish Cap. Oh, I love Minish Cap. Minish Cap's great. Yeah, it's great. It's talking hat. What more do you want from a game? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my it's my favorite two D Zelda title. I absolutely love Minish Cap. I'm just sad that like. I can't have... I, I mean, I've got it on my 3DS through the Ambassadors program, but I never open up my 3DS anymore. Mm. Uh, the only thing I really hated about that game was Kinstones and trying to get all those things done. They were kind of annoying. I don't think I did, so... <laughs> no. That, I don't think there was any, like, rational award for you, uh, reward for you doing them either. Um, I think it was just like, hey, you unlocked a couple of things and got all the pieces of heart. Yeah. I don't well, think there was, like anything what's, else to it what's your reward for getting all the 
the uh, what's my called the seeds or whatever the hell they are in Breath of the Wild, <laughs> isn't it like it's basically nothing? It's Hastu's golden turd. Yeah, <laughs> it's a turd. There you go. Exactly. It Nintendo just sits in your inventory and does nothing. Biggest fucking trolls ever. And there's like a million of those <laughs> things. Well, that's exaggeration, but three hundred something isn't there or? Uh, no, hell no. There's like 900 and... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, see... 960 <laughs> something. See, I... <laughs> and you know what the worst part about it is, is I only think you need half of that. So like 400 and... 470 odd to get all of the bag space that's possible. Oh, God. So the the last 470 are just a waste of time. Yeah, no thanks. I remember when I read that, I was just like, <laughs> no, why? <laughs> why, why would, would I, I bother? That? I mean, I've, I've just started a master mode uh, completionist run, so I'm going to uh, find all those seeds and get that golden turd, but holy crap, <laughs> it's a bad reward. It is a very bad reward. And since every time <laughs> I come on the show, I bring it up, the reason the Switch needs achievements. Because then at least if you got <laughs> a, an achievement on your profile for it, I would say, okay, fair enough. You can, like, that'll stick with you for, forever across the Nintendo online system to say you were an idiot and got all of those and you got you got your polished turd and you have the something on your profile to show for it but other than that it's just no i, w- I wouldn't bother <laughs> no I, I tell you what we need uh we need uh the government to enforce laws so that we actually have to have a title along our name so we can so i can call you the uh the platinum trophy policeman <laughs> <laughs> make it happen Ooh, you never know uh, so we also might be seeing a new Zelda sooner than we think as well. This also come up um, during a game uh, game informer show, uh, I suppose viewing. Um, game informer editor Imran Khan has said something pretty cryptic on the Game Informer show. Video producer Ben Hansen speculated a possible co-op Zelda experience, a la Triforce Heroes, would be next in the series. When Imran responded with, "I'm just thinking what I would say about that." The next Zelda will probably be sooner than we think. I'll talk to I'll talk to you off camera about it. And then when asked directly if the next Zelda was a co-op game f- uh, from the Triforce Heroes team, Khan responded with, "Not exactly." Yep, not exactly. <laughs> so, like, the thing is, is I'm not privy. I'm not privy to leaks. Like, I hate I hate people that are like, oh. I don't know, the Mighty Pooh's going to be the next Smash Bros. character in the direct and, mm. you know, he's going to be beaten out by Conker or some shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not into that type of leaking, but this is, this is weird. Like, this is weird for somebody to bring up publicly and just, it's, like, out of their own mouth. Yeah, and it's not someone, that, it's not someone from Nintendo, it is someone from, like, a journalist mm-hmm. with insider knowledge then mentioning it on their own podcast, but being like, I'll tell you to the other person off air, which is really like a weird way for it all to, to all go down. It's all to conspire. What, like why they left it in has also confused me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Isn't this the type of thing that, yeah. Th- I mean, if this was me and I was on the game before the show or whatever, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Like if the conversation accidentally comes up and then this guy happens to say, I know something, but I'll tell you about it later. Probably just edit this part out. You just edit it out. Cause it just makes the whole episode, yeah, just really weird. And I don't think if I was this, uh, like if I was at Game Informer and I had this information, I wouldn't want to A, be being like, oh yeah, I know software, but you know, that kind of no, kind of thing. And then I wouldn't want my. Nintendo listening to me being like that also. It's just like, we because someone's told him stuff 
Uh, whether or not that was, I mean, it's obviously off the record, but whether or not that was for an upcoming gamer form of story, you don't know. It could have also mm-hmm. been from a, a, a source or, a, you know, that's a leak of sorts from Nintendo, a, a trusted source, I suppose. Um, and either way, you don't want these people knowing. So, yeah, it's really weird that it, it's even been a story, let alone... I just... I don't know what goes through these people's heads when they think about bringing that sort of stuff up because it's the kind of thing that can get you fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it really... It bugs me a little bit in general, leaks in general, regardless of where they've come from. It bugs me uh, to know that people are out there doing it because it just ruins every, ruins it for everyone. Um, I think that, like, it, it was pretty obvious that a new Zelda game was already in development. I'm pretty sure that they would have already started concepting and stuff for the Breath of the Wild type of sequel that uh, they're thinking of doing. Yep. Um, but whether he actually has details or not, and he's telling other people about it, I don't <laughs> I don't know why he's uh, starting to uh, tell a massive audience that he's got information, if he actually does. Um, I, I want another Zelda game. I always want another Zelda game as long as they're not Skyward Sword. That, you know. I skipped that, yeah. <laughs> don't don't play Skyward Sword. Like I love I love Skyward Sword for lore reasons, but Skyward Sword as a gameplay game is just awful. I I, I can't I can't play it. I played it once. I'll never do it again. Um, <laughs> it, oh, it's just so bad. I don't know why. Well, um, I I kept thinking I was either going to uh, port Skyward Sword or uh, Wind Waker to the Switch would be the next move. I would really like a collection Zelda. Because we got we got HD remasters and stuff uh, on the Wii U, but yep. I don't want Skyward Sword in that list, and I don't think a lot of people would. Uh, there are people that are like avid fans of that game, but they're only really avid fans for the lore reasons, if anything, because motion controls, yep. motion controls in an action game like that really suck, and it devoided away a lot from the rest of the world building and stuff like that. Um, I didn't like Twilight Princess either. For, See, for motion controls once again, I I couldn't handle. I just really hated the controls of that game, and I couldn't I couldn't stand playing it anymore. I had to stop. So, if you played uh, if you played the GameCube version, would you have any? Objection? Probably not. But I never owned a GameCube. I that's the Nintendo console. I true. Yeah. So I yeah picked it up. Was like cool. I can't remember the, what's the what's the ca- the main character. The, well, not not Link, but the whatever that. The, the midget you got flying around with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool character, wolf transformations and stuff. This is all great. I'm enjoying, I was enjoying the way it was going. Mm-hmm. Story-wise and everything was like, this is really interesting, having a great old time. But then I would get so frustrated in combat and generally <laughs> just moving Link around to the point where I'd be running into stuff and whatever, you know, I'd just be doing wrong. I just, I got so fed up with it. I just stopped playing it. And I mean, that's fair. Uh, well, then you definitely don't want to touch Skyward Sword then. because I, uh, Yeah, that's why I skipped it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, like, boy. That E3 demo was not joking. <laughs> the one where, <laughs> isn't that the one where it, Miyamoto comes out and like it cuts out and everything as well? Wasn't yeah, that the E3? he's like trying so hard to get the game to work. Yeah. But because of the way the stage is set up, it, it just, it doesn't work. And it's really bad to watch. It's yeah. like awful. I remember watching that 
uh, as it was happening, just being like, oh, God, yeah. First off, I was like, I'm def- straight away, as soon as it's, mo- they, you know, Wii Motion Plus, Zelda Skulls, I'm like, I'm out, because I had, I had no good of a time with Twilight, so I'm out straight away. But then watching Ooh. that whole demo, I just remember thinking, yeah, you see, this is why this shit fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> please no. But that's the other thing about, like, if uh, they tried to port Twilight or Skyward Sword, because the motion controls are so heavily ingrained into those games, they're just not... That's why my money would always be on it. Easy money for them was just add a Wind Waker port to Switch since they already did it for the Wii U late in the generation. It kind of feels like mm-hmm. there's money just waiting for them to be made there, especially for people like me who... who I didn't like my Wii U. I've talked about it a lot. I don't, I don't like the console full stop. So I never picked up... Wind Waker couldn't be bothered picking up as much as I would like to have played it on my Wii U. I just didn't want to actually use the the console. Uh, so I reckon there's a lot of people like me who, if they were to port that to Switch, would pick it up now. Who, oh, could, yeah, who yeah, couldn't be bothered? Sure. So it just seems like money waiting on the table. But yeah, Twilight and Skyward Sword. It's it's they have to reprogram oh, so Twilight, much. Of that they game. don't have to do so much. Oh yeah, GameCube. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the GameCube, but also they um they already did they did port that to. Wii U as well, um, and they upscaled it. Did they? Yeah, they did. Holy yeah. shit! It was, it was, that that was really late. That was really late in the Wii U's life. Whereas Wind Waker was earlier than it, I think. <gasps> they did with the fucking Amiibos. Yeah, yeah. Holy you shit! You got the Wolf Link that's how much, and stuff, dude. That's how much attention I paid to that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, my I bought it and I still have it on my shelf because I love I love those two Zelda games. They're my favorite Zelda games. Um, like. Prior to well, after Ocarina of Time, they're like Twilight. Brilliant. Um, uh, I think, I think that like the potential to get them ported over again would be great, but I just think that you need it. I they need to make a collection. Back in the day, they had the Ocarina of Time Master Quest and Wind Waker bundle. I want something like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that for the GameCube. It's stupid rare, and if you ever try to bought, buy the damn thing, it probably cost you like a maybe eight hundred dollars for a half chewed on copy. But it, you know, it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant way to get like a couple of Zelda games out and have people actually buy them without being being like, hey, this is just a shill. Well, if they just add Master Quest, yeah, it's like you look at what they did to the Ocarina on 3DS where mm-hmm. it wasn't just a straight port. They did add in some stuff to make the game uh, easier for people who hadn't played it before. You, you know, you'd, you'd, the hint system, whatever. I don't know what they actually called it. Yeah, could, uh, the, uh, the Sheikah Stones. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. So no one was like, oh, you just you just grab this on plus added 3D to it. They It was like, mm-hmm. here's an, a game. We're trying to market it to a, a new audience. It's a lot easier, blah, 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 blah. So... They chuck in anything with a port, not not exactly that, but you know something as simple as that, or a, or a new harder mode like your master mode or whatever. Then, yeah, it's money. I mean, it'll work out well, right? Yeah. I just I, <laughs> master mode is master mode is a really good way to sort of add in a little more replayability for those with experience with the game. Um, those dungeons can be really confusing sometimes, like cows sticking out of walls for some reason, and like <laughs> really oddity stuff that was in Ocarina of Time Master Quest. I just, I just want to bring it up that the like the last thing I wanted to talk about with Zelda was actually Ocarina of Time's twenty year anniversary because that was this week. Yep. Um, Ocarina of Time was like, 
that was my that was my entry point to Zelda. That was like because I, I when I was young, I didn't have like we didn't have the money for a SNES or a NES or anything like that. I always played them elsewhere. Um, but Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game where I could sit down in my room and play a video game console, and that game was bought my uh, bought by my grandfather, and I've played that game to death. Um, I just think like. You said that, like, with the hint system and all that stuff that was added in Ocarina of Time 3D, Grezzo did a really good job with uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. Like, uh, I'll never understand how Grezzo managed to go to Nintendo. Hey, was uh, can we do this? Because they did. They approached them and they said, um, can we do Ocarina of Time for 3DS? And they said, yeah, go for it. Um, and they sort of just did whatever they want. There's like a lot of reoccurring glitches and stuff like that because they used the old engine. They just made it a little bit better. Um, but Ocarina of Time has sort of like managed to find its way in the cracks as time has gone on and maybe we'll see another port of that or put it. they'll probably put it out on Switch Online or something like that. That'd be good. Uh, when they decide to upgrade that market. That, yeah. If it's just, if it's a port of the... 3DF, uh, the 3DS version, for for the reason I was saying before, because I think it's more accessible with the the help system. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, that that would be really great. I um, as I was saying before, I the first time I ever tried to play Ocarina was emulator. <laughs> Di- I didn't I didn't like it, so I stopped playing it, and I I never went back to it. It was one of those things because I all my friends were N64 kids, and my first uh, home console was the the PS1. Yep. Um. So I'd go down to their places all the time, and he's Zelda. One of my friends growing up, basically my best friend growing up, was he would just play Ocarina nonstop all year, basically. Or you know, he'd play it, finish it, and then not play it for like two months, two three months, and then he'd just be playing it again. And this was all the years I knew him throughout all of high school and everything. This is all he did. He was just played his game nonstop. I'd go down to his house, he'd be halfway through it again. I'm like, <laughs> this. All he did, he'd just crazy. And you know, he, it so much. <laughs> I would constantly get shit, obviously, because I'd be like, "Yeah, I tried to play it. I didn't like it. So you know, try and play it on the try and play it on the pro- the proper consoles I'm doing. Maybe you'll like it there." And I, what is this controller? Yeah, and I, I, I obviously, you know, because I had PS One was my first console. I pick up the N sixty four controller and I was just like, "No thanks. Yeah, no, that's horrible. That is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. That is not for me." Oh, let's try and play some Goldeneye. No, I can't. I don't know how you play this. I'm gonna just watch. Yeah, I'll just watch you play. That's that's fine. I don't want to do that. But um, I I got the uh, the Ocarina uh, limited edition 3DS uh, that came with the game. Beautiful. So I played for it on that. I, I like the game. I think it's a really good game. At the same time, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as obviously you would say. But I think that is simply because of the time, place, all those sorts of aspects. Like I can appreciate yeah. it, but at the same time, it's just... There'd be so many other Zelda games before I got anywhere near Ocarina on my list. Probably it wouldn't even be in my top five. If not that I have that off the top of my head, my head. So don't test me. But yeah, so I, it's one of those things I can appreciate, but not love. That's well, not love. The thing is, is I understand the criticism with Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time is inherently flawed in many ways. But I think what I appreciate of Ocarina of Time is it really built the flower bed for a lot of different games to sort of rise up and do that sort of thing. Oh, for sure. 
Um, like even just even just simple stuff like Z targeting has become like a commonplace in a lot of uh, games to just sort of you know help you focus on your enemies yep. or stuff like that. Um, it's it's flawed in many ways. Like aiming and aiming with the C buttons, for example, is just god awful. Or you know, aiming with a control stick in general uh, on the N sixty four was just awful because those control sticks were ass backwards garbage. And they broke every three months, but like uh, something about the something about the story and the adventure and how that game plays out, I think is what charmed me so much as a kid. It wasn't one hundred percent. This game is sick as fuck to play. I love spinning mm. my sword around and jumping <laughs> towards enemies. Like I, I, I liked killing things, sure, but I think the epic sense of hey, look, here's this game with. Uh, a whole set of characters and their plights and you know you're trying to stop this man before he can do any evil but then you can't so he does the evil and then you've got to move yeah. forward and try and take him down when he's at his most powerful sort of thing i think like uh that story holds a massive thing in my heart and i think that's what i appreciate about ocarina of time more than anything because I can understand, like, especially from your perspective where you've played 2D Zeldas primarily. Yeah. Uh, I can understand why somebody's like, uh, somebody who's played the 2D Zeldas are like, this isn't a Zelda game to me. Um, because really, like, Ocarina of Time isn't revolutionary on how it handles. Uh, but it is revolutionary on how it developed working in a 3D space more than anything. Uh, and I mean Mario 64 did the same thing as well for platformers but platformers are a dying breed nowadays like the only thing we've really got in terms of a 3D platformer sense in a long time is stuff like you know ukulele or well without I haven't locked in an official number Mm -hmm. talking about PSVR once again Astro Bot is going to be in my top 5 somewhere That is a PSVR exclusive 3D platformer, which Mm -hmm. for people who don't own or haven't tried VR, find it really hard to understand how a platformer could work so well. And you can watch videos and you'll be like, I don't get it, but that's just how most VR games work. But a 3D platformers, I think after more people try out Astro Bot and hopefully gets the recognition that it deserves, platformers are going to come back hard in VR if, if Astro Bot picks up uh, the awards and recognition that it deserves, I think. Because, p- and if people try it out, they'll be like, "Holy shit, yeah!" Because F- everyone's minds like first-person shooters, first-person shooters, you know, VR, blah 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 blah. But being able to be in a platforming sense where you can have a better understanding of where your jump's going because it's in like a three D world around you, and you can peek for secrets using your head, not just having to take your character and move the camera around. It's you can do so many smart things. And not since the PS2 generation have I been so enthralled with a like a mascot platformer type game as when I played Astro Bot earlier this year. But yeah, for the most part, I would agree it was a it was a dying breed, and it still kind of is a dead breed of, of games yeah. for the most part. Uh, yeah. Apart from you know Mario comes out obviously every now and then you get you get your Mario game you're like here we go cool let's yeah let's have yeah. fun it's like the one one series from that genre that's sort of still stuck. kicking yeah. yeah and and it will continue to kick for the rest of as long as video games are a thing is <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah if you I know it's a Nintendo podcast but if you happen to have a PSVR and you haven't tried Astro Bot please 
You, you are welcome to shill PlayStation here <laughs> once or twice, my friend. I am, I am perfectly fine with that, even though I'm I'm at on's ends with them at the moment. Um, no, it definitely sounds interesting. I think uh, I think the one thing that PlayStation really have going for them at the moment is the VR. To be completely honest with you, I know that. Um, I know that uh, Xbox doesn't have like a great amount of exclusives or any, anything like that. Xbox is like, it's it's really in the third at the moment. It's not great, but I see a lot of things happening with Xbox in the future now that they've bought all these studios. Oh, for sure. I I think all, from all three, your PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, I think the next generation or the next, next whatever, I don't know if Switch is going to kind of be kind of a part of that and then Nintendo puts out the successor, you know, halfway through the next generation. It's it's going to be a weird time. But I think mm-hmm. once the, the, the PS5 comes out, the Xbox, whatever it is, and the Switch continues chugging along at the, the pace it's picking up now, we're in for some really great years from all, all three, I think, coming up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's going to be really I good. I agree with that. Um, especially now that uh, <laughs> PlayStation's slowly backpedaling on the issue I have with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm so depressed. I bought that con- that was the first console I bought in that generation, and then it's failed me. <laughs> so sad. It's, I, it's I understood right, your though. complaints, but it's yeah. I know. I like. I get it. As somebody, I, just just take it. Just take this with the take this as as it is. I was an Xbox person during the PS2 generation. Not to say I didn't like PS2, but I owned an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved my Xbox. I thought it was a great piece of hardware. Xbox 360 was a great piece of hardware. And then Xbox One announcement completely tore me down. So I moved to PlayStation. And PlayStation yeah. had me going for a while. They really they really captured me. I really had something there. And then they fucked it in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost me when they stole my Fortnite account of all things. <laughs> yeah. But um, hopefully, hopefully it uh, back panels because I would like to be able to buy a PSVR and say, hey, I was happy with this purchase uh, without feeling guilty of being like, no, I'm going back on my word and I'm not. <laughs> because I think, again, I think VR is like the one big thing that PlayStation can really work off at the moment because VR is... Uh, it's it's up and coming as hell, and I think we all know that it's been up and coming for years. But if if Astrobot is as good as you say it is, then I'm interested. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep, it it is. It's not worth. I don't think it's. I don't think any console is worth buying one game for. But it, it, if might it be if, worth buying the PSVR for, hey, might it be worth buying a PSVR for? I think the PSVR's got enough. Uh, enough there now that it's definitely worth purchasing but yeah my general rule for any sort of console and i look at psvr as a console like it's not an accessory for your playstation it's yeah you, you kind of have to look at it like picking up any secondary console to whatever else you got like i've got older consoles and playstation's my main console and then my ruling of how i look at the rest of them including my pc i guess is how often do i use this for any sort of games i, I is it worth it? So if, if you if you have a Switch or an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever se- secondary to whatever your main console is and you only pick it up once every six months or once a year, it's like, is that worth it to you? If, if it's yes, then, you know, more, good for you. But if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not picking something up and playing a game on it uh, at least several times a year or once a month, hopefully, then 
It's like, is it worth the money? And I use my PSVR at least once a month. So, hey, for a while there, it was no more useful than a Nintendo sixty four disc drive. <laughs> there was nothing on PSVR for a while, and that like that turned me off it because, yeah. and the move controllers, move controllers. Oh, they're terrible! I can't, I can't, I <laughs> can't defend. Move I can't defend. I'm not going to defend the move controllers. I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but when the move controllers came out, Drew and I were in Harvey Norman and we were, you know, we were young mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh, cool. We get to see like the the move and we tried to play the move, but they had its security tethered oh, to ooh. the thing and you could not get the move controller <laughs> far away enough yeah. to sync the damn thing. <laughs> it was, it was quite the experience. I loved it. <laughs> um, okay. So we have to get into... Uh, some bigger things uh, real quick because we're already at an hour. It's fine. <laughs> um, so first first thing I'll say is uh, this is all Smash stuff. Uh, the first thing will be really light, but we'll be delving uh, very non-spoilery into leaks. So just before I go into it, if anybody's listening and they're afraid of hearing anything they don't want to hear, please don't be. I have no intention of uh, dropping information here that could possibly ruin your experience. Uh, I just want to talk about what you need to look out for. Uh, so the first thing is is that uh, Nintendo announced that Smash Bros. Uh, has smashed pre-order sales uh, for all Nintendo Switch games. And it also is the largest selling uh, pre-sell of any Smash Bros. game, which I think... I think with the uh, massive insurgence of the Switch at the moment, it's a no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was its competition at this point? It was the uh, N64, which pre-ordering games, I'm not even sure was a thing back in those days. Uh, you had Melee, which uh, the GameCube sold, what, 14 mil, I think. And the Wii U, which sold 10. Yeah. All so, stiff competition everywhere to be seen. So, so much stiff competition and the only, well, actually, and then there was the 3DS as well, but the people that were going to be playing Smash seriously were buying it for the console that it was meant to be played competitively on, right? Like people aren't going to play competitive 3DS Smash Bros. Well, Um, I, I know in a gaming store, when it first came out, I know a gaming store in town were having bi-weekly for six months plus 3DS Smash tournaments. Oof. Oof, I could not imagine that. There was pe- there was interest, so they were happy to to run it, I guess, but yeah. Look, listen, I, I like I like Smash 3DS for what it is, and like I maybe about six months ago now, I sat down and I played probably about 20 hours on the 3DS just because I was like, yeah, I feel like playing Smash Brothers, but I'm not turning on my Wii U. Uh, but I could not imagine how many 3DS consoles you would go through if you played competitively on those things. <laughs> Everyone's on the same level, so you know. Control it's, sticks. It's, it's, it's fine. You just, gotta... just think of those pads, man. Yep. Those <laughs> thumb pads. Those things would be like worn out and dry. Every single one of them, and those would be the things that make you go, "Ah, well, look, it's time to buy a new 3ds." Yeah, well, they put out enough freaking different 3ds's. Everyone probably had 20 exclusive <laughs> limited edition ones sitting at home to just re- replace the one they broke. It's fine. Yeah, look at Drew who bought two special edition, uh, two special editions in one bang. Like a couple months ago, Jesus. I, well, he bought. I probably went through. I probably brought five or six 3ds's over the, the span oh. of its time. I don't know how you two do it. So we're, suck do it. It. we're suckers. 
I love, I, I like the 3DS and I love the games on the 3DS, but I only own two and I don't even own a 3DS new. I didn't even like the 3DS that much, to be honest, now that I think about it. But I just kept buying these things because I'd come out with a game I wanted, you know? So it's like I'd get, like the, I was saying with Zelda before, I Minish Cap, sure, I want to play it. There's a limited edition console. Yeah, right? <laughs> I want to show my ultimate fandom by dropping like $300 on just one particular game per. They look really so- cool, though. And when, you, when you're out and about with other people, and they're like, oh, yeah, you got your normal 3DS over there. Look at my look, look at mine. It's gold and it's got a fucking Triforce <laughs> on it. Get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every time every time Dylan goes out to buy a 3DS, uh, a 3DS game, it comes with a special edition 3DS. Just, it always worked out like that. I don't know how, but <laughs> it's, how, it's how it's always worked out, yeah. I, I mean, I always I always wanted a special edition 3DS, but the the situation never arose where I'm just like, I have the money to throw like $250 at this 3DS. I Well, I should put clarify, clarify, clarification, I was, that was a really, really weird word. Um, I was trading in like something, like my old 3DS most of the time to right. upgrade the other one. I was, so I was probably paying $150-ish each time to just, get a fresh coat of paint, which isn't as bad as the, you know, straight up RRP, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pimp my, <laughs> pimp my 3DS. The <laughs> EB games do it, please. <laughs> I mean, um, that was the way I handled a lot of, uh, new games coming out and stuff as well. I, I kind of only, uh, I keep a very minimalist collection, which I regret to some degree because I would love to have a giant collection. Would absolutely love to have a giant collection, but I tell you what, um, I could not keep around another copy of Sonic and the Secret Rings if it were for the life <laughs> of me, or, or some shit like that. Like I, I get rid of it, I buy a new game, and I'm satisfied with the new game because I'll probably play that new game more than I'd ever would Sonic and the Secret Rings. Yeah, I like. I can almost guarantee it. it in fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there was. This is the big one. This is the shebang. Uh, there was a bit of a problem in the Smash Bros. department uh, this week because a couple of games managed to find their way out and into people's hands uh, three weeks early. As much as three weeks early. So this is uh, kind of depressing in some way because I'm looking forward to this game and I'm wondering why the hell somebody didn't just throw me a copy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't I'm, know if people I'm, got phone copies master. or... But, well, you can also... I didn't read the article. I kind of skimmed what it is because the, the, the leaked online or whatever. And it's like, you know, if you plug your switcher into a toaster, then put it inside a freezer and download this <laughs> firmware update and fucking fiddle with the screws on the back and then put this USB stick into a computer and then put your switch on the back and then plug in a freaking Ethernet cable to it. You can hack your switch and then download this onto it. And Slow down. I need to write this yeah, down. It's Jesus. like... If this is the effort you're going through to pirate a game, honestly, get a life. Just Jesus. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but yeah. It's it's just upsetting too because like the ROMs out there now, people have people have got it in their hands and they're playing Smash early and it's just it's really depressing because I mean, I'm I'm not privy to uh, pirating anything unless it's like something that it's completely inaccessible to me. 
Like if I'm like, hey, I can't get a copy of the original Zelda without paying 800 bucks and all I want to do is play this one dungeon that I remember fondly or something like that. I'll play the ROM or something like that. Yeah. And I, I don't think anybody can say they've never touched a ROM in their life. No, I for think, sure. I think everybody's I think everybody's touched a ROM at some point. I haven't emulated in uh, a very, very long time unless it's been like something that I already own anyway, like... Uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, and the only reason I've emulated that is for randomizers, for example. Yeah. Well, as but, I said, um, I played Ocarina on emulator and that was mm. around the early PS2 generation. So other than go, like somehow going on eBay or something, buying an N64, tracking down a copy of Ocarina or something like that, I didn't have any other way to play it. And the first time I played a lot of the Final Fantasy games was uh, emulator and this was prior to PlayStation's like PS1 classic store or anything like that. So once mm-hmm. again, I would have had to go on eBay and buy a, a ridiculously expensive version of those games because they're collector's items just to have access to it. Um, but I've since brought Final Fantasy VII off eBay for a ridiculous price because I found <laughs> that I really liked the game and brought the PS1 classic and bought the PS4 version and I'll buy the... Re- so, you know, I'm covered on bases. I brought Ocarina buy that Switch and, the, and the console that was <laughs> the fucking 3DS console. Yeah, gonna buy that Switch version when it comes out. For what? Final Fantasy VII. Oh, oh look! If I if if I have a plane <laughs> if I have a plane trip or something, and there literally is nothing else on the Switch I want to play at that time, and it's one of those options where you're sitting there like, oh, a plane trip. What do I want to do? Oh, Final Fantasy VII's out. Yeah, just buy it, play it for the two hour plane trip or something, and never touch it again. I could see that being a possibility. <laughs> I kind of just want that game on the Switch for nostalgia reasons, I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's how it works. But uh, yeah, ROMs, fine. As I said before, the last time I pirated something was or, uh, like the Wii, which I was a lot younger. I didn't, I didn't look at pirating the way I do now, which is it is it, it's stealing. And I, I just look at it as disrespecting the, the creation, you know? I look at yeah, pirating I look yeah. at pirating as not disrespecting the company Nintendo. If not if you pirate an Activision game, it's not disrespecting Activision. You always gotta think about the people who made the games and it's disrespecting those people who put the hours and time and hard work into them. And that's because people always use the experience, oh they've got enough money because they're just looking at the figure in front of it, you know, the big the big names, Activision's you whoever all the other companies you want to name. Um EA's or EA's made of money, that's fine. But it's like you gotta remember people who like just go home like you and us just made worked on these games and i just mm-hmm. take piracy piracy as a disrespect and a kick in the face to those people and that's what you got to remember when you're talking about piracy so this is bullshit story but yeah smash is out oh yeah it's horrible yeah i mean again yeah it, it's an absolute kick in the face and i think like Gaming has come such a long way that we respect it as much as we do movies or television shows or like any other particular medium um, that pirating it, it's it's still common ground, sure. Uh, it wasn't as looked down upon in the older days, maybe. Um, but with the release of stuff like, uh, you know, the PS1 classics, like you said, or the uh, virtual console for Nintendo, stuff like that. I see no reason to pirate anything if you could help buying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, sure, it's it's not going to go back to the same creators that did it, but it still goes back to the company that you're supporting by playing those games to a degree. Um, 
they get the revenue from it. And if they see sales from that, they might be like, hey, people want Star Tropics 2 or yeah. some bullshit. You also got to remember every time you go on these emulator websites or whatever, uh, your, your torrent websites to download these things, you are supporting those websites because they have a million and one ads over them and they make lots and lots and lots of money every mm-hmm. time people go visit them. So the argument of, I don't want to support Nintendo, they've got enough money. Do you want to support Joe Blow who's sitting at home setting up the, the uploading, who set up BitTorrent or whatever uTorrent website or whatever emulator website? It's like, do they, do they deserve your money more than Nintendo? Because even though you're not giving it to them directly, you are supporting them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they most of those websites still have a donate button. Yeah, and people will yeah. click that because they're like, "Yeah, thanks for thanks for giving us this stuff for free." Here's my fifty dollars. It's like <laughs> that's the, it's not really you, just you're buy being, the game. Then yeah, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. But okay. Oh, I don't know. People are stupid, but um, like that's not the only danger that can come out of it because we've also got people who are data mining the shit out of the game. Um, and obviously this is where we have problems. There's, you know, leakage of the game everywhere. And a lot of people sort of question it and they're like, didn't they really just release everything about the game in directs and stuff anyway? And they did, but, uh, there's a whole bunch of tidbits that like, if you don't want to know about it, uh, you probably shouldn't touch it. So I'm just going to go over a quick list that is going to be unspoilery, uh, to warn you what could possibly be spoiled if you look in the wrong place. Um, so, unannounced bosses for World of Light. We already knew about the bosses anyway uh, through the trailer. So, watch out for that. Uh, there's also some information in terms of like any cutscenes and stuff like that that might have been added to those things. Or the uh, if you remember in the direct, there was the mural for classic mode. They have like a full version of that. Um, spirit shop information. So how you buy your spirits in the game, uh, the number of spirits, which is the only thing that, that they've spoiled for me so far, which is a, like a pretty, pretty generous number. I'm not going to tell you how much, uh, world of light cutscenes Again, they've been leaked, uh, squad strike information. There's a lot of information going on around that, uh, list of all the me costumes that are in the game. Classic mode campaign titles. Uh, so every character has their own their own campaign titles, and that was shown in the direct. Uh, boxing ring titles from the uh, the punch out stages. How the if you look on the big LED plasma screen in the background, they have uh, titles underneath the characters' names. Uh, milestones, which in the milestones will tell you pretty much every single big achievement you could possibly hit. And uh, what is in the game um, through that alone. Uh, details on Amiibo mechanics. I I edited this one a little bit because it did have slight spoilers on it. Uh, and while this is uh, like a full list of things, there is, there is still more. And um, known data miners, they are mixing in just like bullshit information to get a rise out of people. So even if you do see see something, just take it with a grain of salt and don't don't treat it as real. Because if you find something that you like, you're obviously going to be going to be disappointed when you find that it's not in there and stuff like that. Da- data mining sucks, dude. Like anybody will listen to what a data miner says, and it's unfortunate. Um, 
but that's that's just a lot of information in like one little span. That's not like everything I could have possibly mentioned. There's more in there. And in the uh, Smash Bros subreddit, they have a condensed thread of people asking questions about the game and links to... Oh, actually, that's the other thing. The entire soundtrack has been ripped. And getting taken down very fast by Nintendo now. It is, yeah, but it was like it was up on YouTube, and there's torrents of it and stuff like that. Like that, that that's awful, Jesus! Like one of my favorite parts about Smash is like the massive soundtrack. Yes, I saw, I saw a tweet today that had a picture of the Smash Bros. Uh, box art. I don't know if you saw it. It just said, "Can't believe Nintendo selling this great this great soundtrack for sixty dollars. It comes with a free fighting game." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> out of all these uh, leaks, as a casual Smash Bros fan and someone who admits they're not very good at it because I'm not very good at any uh, any fighting games and just enjoys playing them for the the fun without getting mm-hmm. hardcore to any degree, uh, yep. the number one thing there that would piss me off if I had spoiled would be the cutscenes or anything like that because I'm, yeah. I'm really amped for even though i think it looks corny and the overworld and whatever of the the world of light stuff was like weird but Mm -hmm. i'm down if there's going to be more anime ridiculousness (laughs) cutscenes as they put out for the 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 trailer because the amount of times i've watched that simply because people kept uploading videos to twitter with different songs mixed in and whatever else that was happening there for about a (laughs) week or two straight so i've watched that trailer so many times at this point if there's more of that where kirby's the the, the <laughs> kirby saves the world or whatever the hell we're gonna have happen i yeah i don't i really don't want that spoiled. that's that would be the number one thing that would annoy me at least there but i can understand how more hardcore people a lot of that other stuff would be i would annoy them but some of that stuff to me would just be like eh, i could read it and just be like oh whatever you know. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff is like again, it's it's pretty minor stuff to a degree, but that's just like the initial initial data mine over the past couple of days. Obviously, these people have had this game for a couple of weeks or whatever, and then one of them has only just sort of been like, "Here, data miner, here is my copy of the game. Do what you will, spoil it for the internet." And like, it's just it's it's ass garbage. I really hate it. Um, I it's s- a game that I'm I've been looking forward to for the entire year, and now I ha- now I can't even open Reddit without being like, please no smash spoilers, yeah. please no smash spoilers. Have you muted the word on Twitter like as you can to help? Oh, look, I really should. You probably but then should. It also, <laughs> but then it also stops discussion about Smash as well. Yeah, I know, but it's one of those things where you, you got to have you got to put the pluses negatives into effect you to do Do I just take the risk for the remaining two weeks or do I just mute the words smash bros, hashtag smash bros or whatever uh-huh. to, to save yourself. It, it's, it's your call. Of course. Oh, it, one of the funniest things I saw the, the YouTube channels though, getting uploading all the music. So two of two of them got all their, their videos deleted. I saw before and one of them, yeah. I can't remember the YouTuber's name or whatever, but they were tweeting out like woe is me nintendo's basically going really hard off my channel it looks like my channel might get shut down and everyone's replying to this like yeah good fuck oh, you was that that youtuber that started with a c uh i think I i'm not that. sure i can't remember what letter it started with at all to be honest but 
they were like an anime picture. Yeah, well, I mean, they all, they all are, but because <laughs> that's of course how it is. But yeah, it's like woe is me. I'm like woe is you. What do you mean woe is you? You're the you uploaded the whole soundtrack of a leaked illegal something you illegally got access to because everyone likes to take that word out of it. It's like well, I just got it somehow. You illegally got something illegally got access to something yeah, and then absolutely. put it up on the internet so nintendo if they want to go hard after your channel and you're a fucking idiot for doing it in the first place because nintendo's out of all the the video game companies one of the most like you upload fucking a, a mario let's play and they next second they're knocking on the door tra- taking your whole computer away and you're like why all i did was upload a let's play <laughs> it's my content and nintendo's like no nah, we own the game so now we own your pc I mean, that's <laughs> Nintendo's pretty hardcore when it comes to takedown notices as it is. So I don't know how idiotic you have to be to think uploading the entire soundtrack is something that's going to go well at all. No, well, they obviously didn't think about it at all, really, did they? No. Oh, just like, upload it for the views. I'll get the views. The Just mindset just on, I'll be so popular. Look at all the subscri- subscribers I'll get when my channel I mean, gets shut th- down. You think about all the big games this year, and Smash is on that list. Like, you know, you've oh, for had sure. God of War, Spider-Man, uh, Red Dead, you know. Smash and Pokemon are also up there in that list. And, like, uh, I'm surprised Pokemon didn't get leaked hard. Like, that game... Pokemon has a history of getting leaked hard, like, no matter what game it is. Maybe people just didn't care enough? I was going to say that. I I reckon people just, because of such the negative buzz around it before it came out and the the reaction when it was announced of, this is crap, it's not the Pokemon game we want, blah, 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 blah. The people who might have gone after it to, to leak details and whatever, that whole process, were just like, eh, no one cares, so neither do I. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, if you get your hands, here's the thing as well, if you get your hands on an early copy of something, then just, just don't. Like, you don't have to be an asshole. I've only ever gotten an early copy of one game ever. And that was Ocarina of Time 3D. I got it like five days early. Jeez, how'd you manage? Well, if you- I suppose you can't Dude say. just gave it to me. Oh, really? EB <laughs> Games or? Yeah, yeah, he just gave it to me. Because, like, I mean, like, it's it's Ocarina of Time for fuck's sake. Like, what What am I honestly... I'm not, I'm not going to go and leak it out on the internet or anything like that, to be completely honest with you. Like, it's just... Yeah. Why would no, there's no reason for me to bother? It's Ocarina of Time. If you're playing Ocarina of Time on a 3DS or you're playing it on an N64, you're not leaking anything new. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, there might have been people that have been hyped for it at the same time, but I got that copy five days early and I just I played it. Yeah. There, there was no reason for me to do anything else but just play it and enjoy it because I was an Ocarina of Time fan. Like, that was just how it was. Um, I don't think I've, I was trying. I was just trying to search my brain there to see. I'm like, I don't think I've got any. I don't think I've ever got anything early that wasn't uh, like pr- press code or something like that. Like right, uh, I've yeah. got nothing in, in that sort of walked into EB Games and I, I'm here to pay off my pre order five days early. Oh, it's already here. Just have it type scenario. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, I just think my EB Games didn't care at that point. Like. They, they moved into a new plaza in our city, the same EB Games, and ever since then, they've been, like, like they're really tough and all that shit, but, okay. um, like, when they were just a small store, they just didn't give a shit, and that's how I ended up with it. I just said, can I pay it off? And then he's like, sure. And then he's like, uh, do you just want it now? <laughs> I was like, okay. The dream. Sure. Well, I mean, 
in his head, he's probably just like, it's just an Ocarina of Time remaster. Yeah. What is he honestly going to do? He's like, what was I at the time? What, 17? It's like, I could put it up on the internet if I wanted, but why would I? I'm, I'm not going to get any other enjoyment out of it other than like, have what happened to that dude that leaked uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii and got fined $2 million. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's stupid. Imagine all these people, like, they're going to hunt these people down. And they're, you know, especially the people who leaked the ROM, they're just going to hunt the fuck out of them. Yeah. And they're going to be fined so much money. Well, like it's gonna be- Nintendo's already sued a ROM site, you know? Yeah. They, they, they've taken... $11 million or something? Yeah, I think it's half a million dollars, uh, half a million dollars settled, settled outside of court or whatever the, the result of that was. So, as far as I'm concerned, that they're not... Those people couldn't afford to pay that because it was, I think it was a husband and wife or like girlfriend, boyfriend or some yeah. sort of team like that. It's like, they don't have the money to pay that unless they were getting literally that much from the ads on that site. So they, they would have settled for something lower or worked out something. But I reckon that half a million figures just, there is a, it's a big glowing red sign of just piss off from Nintendo about for ROM sites. So they've already proven mm-hmm. they will go, they will go after people. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. These people are idiots. Like, plain and simple. Yeah, no. It, look, I just... It's got me mad, I think. Mainly because I'm so excited for the game and I want it in my hands right now. I pre-ordered it the other day. I paid for the full edition and everything. What are you getting? It's, the, uh, just You got the steelbook? With the cont- oh, no, no, no. No, I went... No, I bought it digitally. Oh, okay. Um, because... That game, I never want off my Switch. Fair enough. If that makes sense. It's the only game that I've gone and bought digitally. Like, that's not an indie or some shit. Yeah, well, it's the I, only one. I had the same thought for Pokemon earlier today where I was like, I kind of wish I had this digitally solely so that throughout the, the, the next 12 months, 24 months or however, if I can just be like, oh, I've got my Switch here. Oh, I might go shiny hunting for 30 minutes. Without having to yeah. switch it out. So that's one game where I'm like, I wish I had this digitally. But yeah, Smash Bros. digitally for someone like you definitely does make a lot oh, of yeah, sense. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, it was a lot of deliberation for me too, because I love my physical my physical collection of Switch games. I've got like 10 of them sitting there and I'm happy about them. Uh, but the way I figured it was, I'll just buy a Switch case, print a really nice copy of the cover, <laughs> chuck it in there. And then it's it's there. You know, I don't have the cartridge, but it's all right. Yeah. I don't need to taste test it or anything like that, like people were doing back the last year and all that shit. Oh, okay. I you know. went back for you, your YouTube channel and I saw something I didn't need to see. <laughs> oh, God, what? <laughs> the take your, you and uh, the Switch. We actually did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just like, says it tastes weird. And we're like, yeah, it, it actually does. <laughs> Yeah, cool. I, heard, I, I heard enough people say it does taste weird for... So I never did because I just believe people. I didn't need to... <laughs> to it just, it, it's just like, sweet, it's like straight earwax, dude. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's a big old no for me, but... <laughs> it's gross as shit. So, uh, summary of this conversation, I guess, is uh, don't pirate games, kids. Um, it, it It's honestly... Not only does it ruin developers' lives and... You know, you might get the police after you or some shit and be taken to court. Um, it just, it ruins, it ruins it. It ruins, ruins it for everyone yeah. in some sort of sense. You got the game, you got the developers, the publishers, uh, and then 
you've also got the people playing the game by putting out spoilers. You, you, you're all going to ruin it for them. So <sighs> everywhere ruin. It's an absolute, absolute shit show. Really? I really hate it. At least it's only two, but, two weeks ago. Not it, It's not like a month or something, which would have been the worst month of your life, I guess. No, exactly. But I feel like this is going to be the longest week of my life yeah. this week. <laughs> just need to get busy. Because it's the week before it you know? happens. Just got to make sure you're always busy so your mind can't just be sitting there like, ah, fuck. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've got the thing pre-downloaded. It's on my console. I'm just like... Wonder if they're gonna let the release date off early. I'll hit A on it and it'll be was, going checking the internet. No, fuck just, you. Just picturing you sitting back on the couch, just just watching TV, but your hand, right hand's just sitting a. there spamming A on the switch. The, the switch, just like it might, it might, it, it might, might just. It. <laughs> it might do it. It might do it. <laughs> you just got like SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. or some shit on in the background. It might do it. I don't need it. <laughs> God damn it! All right, so yeah, we'll wrap up. And we'll call that a wrap for the House of Mario this week. Uh, so you've been listening to the House of Mario with Bryce and special guest Dylan this week. Uh, we, well, Dylan isn't, but the House of Mario is part of the Art 8-Bit Collective. 10 podcasts, 22 podcasters coming together each week to create some awesome content for your earholes. holes. Uh, you can find me at Bryce DeWitt on Twitter. Uh, no, actually, Ivy Revan on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the podcast at the House of Mario and... Dill, now is your time to shill. Viva la Dill on Twitter, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow the Explosion Network on Twitter, uh, the thing I'm part of, at Explosion Pod, and then head on over to explosionnetwork.com where we have a whole heap of podcasts. We've got a Arcade Couch, which is our general gaming show cover all sorts of topics all the consoles everything and then there's Platinum Explosion, which is my uh, PlayStation-centric podcast and we got a whole bunch of movie ones and other stuff too that you can check out and news reviews all sorts of things just go to the website find something that you like just do it guys do just it. get in there do it Thank do you. it right now <laughs> nope, we appreciate the explosion network you beautiful people we love you very much oh thanks aww big <laughs> hug <laughs> uh, also join our discord community if uh, you've got the time um, because it's full of beautiful people uh, we're chatting all, always in the on the daily there, uh, whether it be about the latest thing or things we've done this week or what we're playing. Uh, leave us that sneaky little uh, five star iTunes review if you can, uh, because we love uh, we love seeing them five stars. If you've got a nice little comment to say, or even if you just want to make an epic meme or some shit in that comment section, I would uh, appreciate that. Uh, I got a small PSA here about uh, the Dash Awards as well. The Dash Awards is currently happening and the House of Mario has been nominated for the Podcast Award. Uh, so it's us against five other podcasts and we, uh, we're we looking to win it. So uh, if you enjoy the show and you uh, want to support the podcast, go to dashgamer.com and vote for us in the podcast category. Uh, we would appreciate that a lot. And on to this week's jukebox, we have Pokemon Gym Battle Remix by Ocaroid. Beautiful, uh, beautiful song. I love it. It was actually used uh, in a Rubber Ross animation uh, quite a while ago called Pokemon The Next Next Generation. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that one. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. Thank you very much, Dylan. No problem. Thank you. All right, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.
if you've indulged the uh, podcast this far, I uh, want to just give a quick shout out to Drew, who's uh, probably working like crazy right now listening to this podcast. Uh, I uh, wanted to take the workload off his hands this week and try and get something out for him that he could listen to and enjoy at work. And I really hope that he liked this uh, big old uh, one and one hour and 25 minute long podcast, as it seems. So, uh, my buddy, uh, you are the reason I keep pushing on with this work. You're my best bud. And I really appreciate you. And you know that. So, uh, anybody that manages to hear from Dragney, whether it be text or speech, just, uh, Tell him to keep up the great work because he's 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 doing God's work there. Peace, guys.